Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. We're back! Hello, hello! Welcome to episode two of Redeeming Lit! We're so glad you're here. You're here again after that hour and a half long episode. <laughs> we can't believe that you came back, to be perfectly honest. Well, we can, because it, I'm sure it was very entertaining for the listeners. We're so glad that you're here. And you know what? We have more to say about Redeeming Lit. We do. We love. do. So just when you thought it was part <laughs> two. Uh, part two. <laughs> um, we just want to say a disclaimer for those of you who just found our podcast. We're so happy that you're here. Welcome. Yes, Welcome. Um, but we would love for you to go back, I think, based on the book and what's happening. So Redeeming Love is the book we're talking about, and this is a part two episode. So we'd love for you mm-hmm. to go back and listen to part one. You can listen to it on two times speed. We'll sound like chipmunks, but you'll get through it in 45 like, minutes. Ah, nah, 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 nah. Perfect. Yes. That's exactly what it would sound like. <laughs> go for it. Um, or you could listen to it on regular speed because some of us talk <laughs> faster than others. So it might kind of seem like you could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get through it quickly. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, we're really excited, and we're ready to dive into part two. So, for those of you who um, listened to the first one and were anxiously awaiting until we release the, the second one, we are starting um, on page 187 in the section called Fear. So, we finished the... Technically, we're starting on chapter 14, though, because remember? Oh, We right. have lots of things to say about Paul. Yes, it's so. true. So, <clears throat> um, I digress and apologize disclaimer can we edit this out for later what i meant to say was we are starting on chapter 14 because page 167 page 167 because we have lots of thought of thoughts about paul um also if you have thought, thoughts about paul that you'd like to share with us after our conversation or even before feel free to email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com because we would love to hear your thoughts we look forward to hearing your feedback we do um specifically on paul but also on whatever oh my gosh (laughs) anyway so the book is redeeming love and we're starting on page 167 chapter 14 um we should just probably introduce ourselves oh yes with our voices especially because we have the dynamic duo of sisterhood here so Uh oh hey yo 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 just kidding i'm so sorry that happened i'm so sorry that happened (laughs) (laughs) i'm morgan okay i'm madeline and I'm Odette. There you go. There's there our voices. There's our there you go. Okay. Okay. So, real quick, real quick, let's glaze over this part real quick. Paul is Michael's... The worst! The worst! <laughs> okay. He is Michael's brother-in-law. Yes. Michael's sister has died. Tessie. Tessie, yes. It seems like a sweet so, soul, honestly. Paul has been gone basically... Um, doing gold mining, trying to find his fortune. Ain't and nothing he, but a gold digger. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. I promise I will not make this. Literally. Well, Literally a gold digger. This is the last episode <laughs> on this book, so hopefully the next book you won't make Sing about gold joke. digger. We'll see. I mean, we'll I don't know. I might. Who knows? It, um, but it, 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 it probably a different running joke. Let's yes. be honest about that. Um, so anyway, so Paul has not been able to make his fortune and has come back to the valley um, mm-hmm. um, to see Michael, to reconnect with him, and to, I guess he already has, he owns property. Yes, so next he's going to go back to his, to his property. But like, yes. let's be honest by the fact that he was not tending to his land like <laughs> Michael was tending to his, so like, well, who yeah, knows, he it's was probably run his fortune. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. But anyway, so he comes back. So he comes back, he's like, hey, Michael, missed ya, how's it been going? Michael's like, well, did you discover your fortune? He says, 
Ha ha, no. no. There's not gold in them there hills. And Michael said, well, guess what? I got married. And Paul's like, wow, congrats, bud. I'm so happy for you. Well, he doesn't really say no, that. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. So he says, great, so happy for you. Good for you. Good for you. So then he's like, he, would he, you like to meet my wife, Paul? And Paul says, sure, of course, bud. Love to meet her. So he, Michael brings Paul into his house and is like, this is my wife. And he's calling her Amanda at this point, right? Doesn't he yes, call her Amanda? That's correct. He's like, this is my wife, Amanda. And Paul's like, put on the brakes, bro. Because he recognizes He her. recognizes Angel immediately as being the coveted prostitute, prostitute from Paradise. Um, pause for one second. So yes. the name Amanda actually means lovable or worthy of love. So I think it's an interesting thing. I love thing that. That's, that, that, that surely that they, was intentional. Yeah, that, that basically mm -hmm. like as they've progressed and even as she ran away once and he, uh -huh. you know. Yes. Well, so I I don't I don't call it right. She attempted to. She he's attempted to, and then came back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I just think that now he's calling her Amanda, literally worthy <laughs> of love, mm -hmm. tying to the idea that that she indeed can be redeemed and loved, Man. and she hundred percent. You are just you are just hitting them, hitting that title every chance you get. She's hitting on it. And actually, um, I actually have a sponsor who's going to pay me for the amount of times I say the word redeeming. <laughs> Why were we not included in this cut? Of no, course you are. I oh, just, good, good. I didn't, I wanted to make you feel authentic. She did not count on us. <laughs> she wanted to but make I'm... it feel authentic. Okay. 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 Not, so anyways, not a sponsor. So he. Just kidding. That's he, not real. We are not sponsored. <laughs> but if you want to, please contact us at redeemingthepodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> We won't Thanks. say no. <laughs> okay, so he okay he recognizes her, so her yes. recognizes her immediately because he paid for her before. No, he, no. he can he never afford her. He can never afford it. He can never afford her. But he he basically confronts her, and she he confronts her when Michael leaves, and she doesn't know. She's like Michael knows, and he's like and he's like there's he no not. way Michael knows. He never stepped foot into a brothel. I know Michael, so he's like wrestling this whole chapter with like i have to tell him i have to tell him who she really is because when he finds out he's gonna kick her out so fast and he is you can just tell paul wants him to kick her out oh, so fast he's he's like, you are scum and she is wearing clothes that his wife had worn yes because those that's what michael has michael had Tessie's given her like clothes. outfits that tessie had worn so paul sees that <laughs> immediately and like sees. is repulsed he is repulsed he literally thinks angel is scum of the earth Right? Well, and he's also mad that, that Paul, his good-hearted brother-in-law, who's like and a Mike. solid guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Paul's repulsed that, that Michael, thank you, is literally like, oh, Michael, why would you marry a prostitute? You know, when like yes. you're this like upstanding guy, you know what I'm saying? You're, you know. I, I think in the beginning he genuinely, he doesn't think Michael knows. He's like, there's no way he no. knows. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. He's like, Angel, you <laughs> deceived Michael you somehow. Deceived you did something. There's no yeah. way he knows. So anyway, so eventually... I don't know if it's a day or something. A couple days go by, I think. And he eventually confronts Michael. He's like, okay, Michael, I got something to tell you. She was this woman that you married. She's a prostitute. She was the highest, yes. pri highest priced prostitute in paradise. And Michael goes, I already know. I already know. I and Paul's that. like, what? What? He goes, I know. The only thing that matters now is she's my wife. And then, of course, Paul's like, didn't you know that she's this, 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 and start saying a bunch of bad things about her? And Michael slugs him. Well, and he also punches says, him in the face. Punches him because he really says, I married, I still face. married her, and I'd marry her over again if I had to. Well, what, what sets him off is um, 
A muscle jerked in my, on page 178, a muscle jerked in Michael's jaw. You've said enough. But all Paul could see was a prostitute oh. in his beloved Tessie's clothes. Michael, she's nothing but dumb. He didn't even see the fist coming. He didn't even know what happened. Paint. There you go. Yes. So, so that was it. I mean, well, because also he like, basically boom. tells Michael the only reason why he married her is because he hadn't seen a woman in months and he was captured by her beauty. That basically he was just an idiot. Yeah, being like stupid. Like you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So then um, Michael's like, "You need to go. You can't stay here. Go back to your property." Um, but then Paul's like, "Oh well, I have to go get supplies." And Michael says, <laughs> "Borrow horse. Borrow my horse." Which is like, what a good guy. I and mean, solid guy. Like, can we talk about Michael? You for a just literally called my wife poop. Here, borrow my horse to go and see. Well, because Michael, get some, go get some stuff. To also, like, your own home. let's. I know that in the first episode, we kind of not joked around, but talked about like, oh, in a modern day moment. But like, there is a reality that like, if someone finds out, and then you have to understand that there's gonna be controversy around you choosing to marry someone who's in that yeah. line of work. So I think Michael was like, all right, well. That's what it was. We fought it out. Because that, that's kind of also like some somewhat a guy's thing. You you punch it out and then you're like, all right, hey, cool, bro. Can I borrow your horse? Yeah, no problem. And then you like go on your way. I mean, surely he wasn't like, <laughs> well, whatever. I, don't I know. think I, I think cool, bro. Can I borrow your horse? <laughs> no, he was like, no, he was just like, my horse. He was just like, here, have my horse, bro. Okay, but I think that that was more like Michael being forgiving. Because Paul was not over it yet. He's no, still no, pissed. No, no, no yeah. but I mean, like, yes. But also, like, Michael's not going to hold a grudge because he's like, he kind of expected that from Paul. I would think. I mean, I don't think he expected that from Paul. I think he expected Paul to have thoughts on him marrying a prostitute. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, he literally says, like, one, not even one paragraph down after he hits him, I'm sorry I hit you. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know what? Because also, Paul, Michael understands, I think, there's a side of him, because he wrestles with it. You see it throughout the chapters that he wrestles with the idea that God told him to marry a prostitute. So I think that, like, like, because honestly, if, like, I also, like, if if I came over and was like, oh, by the way, I married someone, you're like, oh, who'd you marry? Also, why did you I love that this is constantly coming back to Odette. Odette Odette randomly, like, hey, guys, I married a prostitute. What would your reaction be? Odette, is there something you're not telling us? No, no. I married a prostitute is what he would what he said to Paul and then Paul of course had a reaction to that I would not tell you that your husband was dung no debt if you married a prostitute I need you to know that first of all the word dung is very outdated so I wouldn't use it you wouldn't even secondly call him something else that we can't say I'm teasing I wouldn't say that about another human but what I'm saying is I think that the reason why uh, Michael he hit him but then he apologized because he he also realized that that like there was a part of Paul that was trying to protect him I'm not saying Paul's right. a good guy sure. I think that, that he Paul's expected not, that like no no but I'm think I'm Paul saying he expected so that the worst okay okay also, so for anyways, this is not what I want my life modeled after <laughs> I just well that's probably good okay, this is a very okay. traumatic so let's move okay. on yes um okay so Paul to me okay the next more the next like day yeah. Paul comes early he's like I'm gonna come early and get the horses. Like, Michael has them ready for him or whatever. So, Paul comes. He gets on the horses. He's about to go into town. In the wagon. Yes. And Angel comes running out of the house. Mm-hmm. And is like, take me take me to paradise. Yes. Take me with you. And, and I'm just going to say that these couple of pages were probably, for me, just as difficult to read as the prologue. Really? Yes. I mean, these, these were, I mean, they were because definitely tough. Because here's the truth, is the betrayal that happens mm-hmm. in these two pages is so mm-hmm. severe. Mm-hmm. Betrayal by Paul. Okay. 
That's that's what I was thinking. I, I, I just I wanted feel, to hear your yes. I, I completely feel, the agree. The betrayal by Paul I to his agree. brother. To his brother. Yes. Who also too? Can we talk about the fact that like has done obviously nothing? Obviously, they're not blood yes. brothers, but they might as well be the yes. closest thing. Well, to it. Yes. well also, let's and talk Michael about, looks at him as his brother. Exactly. Well, also, because like, Michael brother. literally let him call his wife dumb. And, and he didn't say, let him call. No, him. but I'm saying like it, like but. he punched him, but he didn't like beat him. You know what I'm saying? He he punched him, and then he was like, "Here, take my." He offered his forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is the very idea is it showing how like Paul is. Just like the way he's wired is not someone who's like, oh, let let me let he 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 almost is trying to prove to Michael in that moment that what Michael heard and knows about Angel is true, you know what I'm saying? And he betrays him in such a deep way that like I found like that to be honestly more distasteful because I honestly wasn't particularly surprised by Angel's or Amanda's actions to be honest, but I was very like. I, like Paul to me I, was like the villain for sure. One one hundred percent, Paul's the villain. It's, it's it's this, and it it's all through his story. Is Ugh. this juxtaposition of I don't even know what, but his he's it's Michael's righteousness mm-hmm. versus Paul's self righteousness. Yes, and the yes the um the trap of self-righteousness mm-hmm. and how the real the true trap of self-righteousness is thinking that you're righteous even when okay so can we even talk about even though he couldn't afford amanda or angel he literally would go to the brothel and like you know uh paul would so the very idea of so he's, he's, he's not even any better big fat hypocrite mm-hmm. yeah because yes. now he's mad at michael i think though the reason why he's mad at Angel and Michael for getting married isn't because she like just because she's a prostitute. I think he's mad that Michael also got the prize that he could never have. I think a lot Maybe of it. So. I think oh, it. It's this weird, twisted. There's these traumas in his own life yes. that he's acting out of, and a lot of it is completely irrational. Yeah, his behavior. One hundred percent. As so, is. Angels. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we, we that's how that's what happens is when Excuse you're me. traumatized, you act irrationally. Yes, because of trauma. <laughs> right. That's true. So anyways, okay, so moving along. So they're riding to paradise together. He's a big giant Dumb. piece of dung. 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 Honestly, right. <laughs> He's like a giant turd. He says things that are awful. They're to be fair, and she like her heckles are rising, her defense is arising, so she's goading him on. She like goes back also oh, to boy. the old angel. Because I yes. feel like up to this point yeah. you start to see peaks of I almost sunshine or like the way she sees things and like yeah. you almost see her softening. And I feel like this journey and to also, be fair he was jabbing them. Oh he was jabbing. hundred percent. I'm not saying she did I'm saying that she but went back 100% to hundred percent she did. Yeah the, absolutely because also she this is who she like, was before. Because I feel she like she was bitter and she was she was given back just as much as she got. So anyways, like, I feel like we don't need to go into all of it, but basically bottom line is he ends up, she makes him so mad. He pulls the horse over to the side and is like, you owe me for the ride. And she's like, well, what did you have in mind? And he's like, well, what have you got? So they have sex. Okay. And she's like debt paid. But the thing that is so impactful to me in this moment is he, you know, whatever they like go behind a tree or something he it talks about him like coming out from behind the tree adjusting his clothes and getting back into the wagon and they're like come on we, mm. you know we got to get going she's like just a minute and she is she then vomits she vomits because for the f- probably 
the first time in a very long time, I would venture to say the first time probably since she was a child. Since she was a child and had been taken advantage of and had her innocence stolen. Mm -hmm. For the first time, she felt violated in a way that was so intense mm -hmm. because she had started to let her walls come down and started to build up her intimacy and trust with Michael. And so for that, and so then that betrayal of Paul and that act, the sexual act with Paul felt so much of a violation. Whereas before her walls had been built up so much that she had been able to she not feel, feel that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that was the first time mm -hmm. again, probably since she was a child that she felt that. And that, I feel like that was so really beautifully done and so impactful in that moment in because you are mm -hmm. like, yes, you're because like, it's plain to see wow. now what's yeah. happening inside of her. Like well, yeah. you can 100% see how far she'd come since those first, this is chapter what, 14. So in those past 14 chapters, how far she's yeah. come along. And then like, then you're just like, and then your heart sinks because mm -hmm. you're like, oh no. Like she's going to go back to paradise yes. now. Like what? All this progress. Yeah. And you could just see, cause like I, when I read this, I, forgotten the order of the story. I'd read this before a long time ago, but when I read it more recently, I was like, oh no, like all of this work, yeah. all yeah. of this time, all of this emotional energy, because building intimacy and trust with someone when there has been betrayal is hard. It is hard work. And so the, the act of building that back up, that was what I kept thinking is I was like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Like it just, I ached, I ached for her and I ached for Michael. I was like, what is, what is this next step going to look like? I have no idea. So that was so, but so beautifully written. Yeah. yeah Just like so impactful. Well, Francine Rivers did a really good job yes. with, with that. But I, I do think too, when I think about it, I think the first chapter, like when I think about the way that, that Paul kind of loves her throughout this, especially in the first section, it's almost Paul like. what? That, what is Paul doing? Sorry, Paul. Michael. Oh, I was Michael. like. What? No, no. Sorry. Apologies. Um. <laughs> Michael, the way Michael loves Angel and then na names her Amanda is I think the idea that it's almost as if instead of like some people I think would come at it like I'm going to break down all these walls in a aggressive way and Paul does it kind of in this gentle way even the way that he reads the Bible and just kind of loves her do you know what I'm saying? You despite saying Paul. I'm sorry. You mean Michael? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's because we're just talking about Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Michael. The way Michael, Michael, Michael. I'm yes. just going to say a few times so my mind gets it. The way he loves her, I, I I think it's almost instead of like this wrecking ball coming and tearing down her defenses, it's almost like this little pick that he's picking at. Mm -hmm. And to me, when this happened, it almost felt like the walls went back up and mm -hmm. almost like every single progress. Because like, mm -hmm. I think the thing about those kind of walls is like, it takes a while to even get cracks in them. And oh, I feel boy. like she yeah. had started cracking uh -huh. in a good way. Like, like mm -hmm. the, the defenses around her and things like that because of Michael's love. There, I said mm -hmm. it right this time. Um, <laughs> because of Michael's love and I think that that's the part that that kind of made like broke my heart because I was like is this going to defeat all the progress that she has made yeah so anyways so she so she gets back to paradise the palace has burned to the ground right it does not exist anymore two of her <coughs> friends that she previously worked with died and perished in the fire mm -hmm. yeah Duchess McGowan McGowan's at the fire, right? Yeah. McGowan's at the fire. They're all gone. Everyone's gone. Well, the Duchess ran away. She didn't die in the fire, though. Well, yeah. No, the, but um, two people died in the fire. But anyways, so... Um, oh, I think McGowan hanged, right? 
Then McGowan hangs. Oh. Anyways, it's whatever. That's extraneous detail. So, um, so she's like, shoot, what am I going to do? The guy who runs the saloon comes up and is like, hey, wow, good to see you back. How about you come work at my place? We'll work out some sort of a deal. And she's like, okay, great. 50-50, they pay me, I pay you. Basically. So she's like, at least I'll try to control this. What other choice do I have? He's like, great, sounds good. So she sets up business in the saloon. Michael realizes she's gone pretty quickly. Paul comes back to town. Yeah. Where's... No, he comes back. Oh, home comes back, back to the homestead. Home, to return home from the, town. The, without her. To return, uh-huh. return the horse. And he says, and where is she? What happened? And they have very little conversation. Yes. And but Michael, Michael knows. knows he exactly what knows happened. exactly what happened. And you know that he knows that he knows. Because it's, it's written, it's had to be written all over the 100%. Oh, because really no way. he's coming back, oh, hey, brother, it's let me return. Betrayal. It's that betrayal. The, that intense. So betrayal. Here's your wagon and horses. So he goes right mm-hmm. away. And Michael goes. Rides back to paradise. And literally bursts into the house. Wow. I do think it's a little bit of time. Yeah. 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 He runs upstairs, runs into her room, sees her in flag. Is it what is the term? In flagrante delicto, and is like, <laughs> "Get away from my wife!" And starts punching people. Just. He just starts throwing friggin' punches, and she's like, "What's going on?" He's like, or doesn't he ask her? He's like, "Do you want to stay here?" And she's like, "Nope." nope. And he's like, "Let's go." And then he grabs her, and they run. He like punches everyone on his way out because people are like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Get out of my way!" Boom, 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 boom. Punches people. Takes her back home. And then I love this, I love this line at the very end of chapter 15 on page 198. It was a long, quiet ride back to the valley. Well, I think right before that. I mean, they, they. Well, right before that, it literally says, um, Michael's face softened. The anger vanished, but not the hurt and not the sorrow. You are free. You just don't know it yet. Because she's talking about yeah. how she like wants to be free. She and she went to get money because she wanted to have her own yes. cabin, and he's like, no, but you have a home. And like the yeah. idea of like you are free, you don't know yet, is like a picture mm-hmm. of how she has lived her entire life. Like now she actually is free, but to her freedom, she doesn't even know what freedom is because she's never been close to experiencing that in her life. And this next little section is just so beautiful to me mm-hmm. because first of all. This is the only part of the book I feel like where I'm genuinely angry at Angel. Like, mm-hmm. where I, like, felt like, like, how could she do this? Like, yeah. how could she do this when he showed up? Like, where you really yeah. understand yeah. Michael's, like, inner dialogue and really sympathize, sympathize yes. with He's been nothing but good to her. He's been nothing but gentle and loving. And here she is, and he found her literally having sex with somebody else. He had yeah. to pull this person off of her. Mm-hmm. She and, like went and back to her old life after everything. Exactly, yeah. but but this it's such it's such it's like that's me. Like that's yeah. that's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. Right. Yeah. And it's so yeah. like I feel like these next couple chapters are so convicting and they're so beautiful. And the scene with her, where he's he's wrestling with his anger and he's mad at God and he's mad at her and he's God's telling him, you know, forgive her seventy times seven, seventy times seven. And he sees her in the river and she's she's got rocks in her hands and she's trying to wash herself and she's rubbing herself and she feels so unclean. She feels so yes. unclean and yes. so unworthy. And it's just this beautiful, mm-hmm. like painful, hard, but beautiful picture of us mm-hmm. and what who Christ is in our lives and, and and that road that we all have to walk <laughs> of like wrestling. Like I feel like 
I, I don't remember what the passage is directly, but where it says in scripture, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. Like this is mm-hmm. what that looks like. Yeah. And she's working out. Obviously she's yeah. not being, she hasn't gotten that far yet. But for me, that's what I'm like correlating yeah. it to is like, wow, this is my own struggle with my sin and, and how God calls me back. And, and that, but that feeling of shame and uncleanness yeah. and unworthiness. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that it, it, it's in those moments too, that you really see the story of Hosea. And I know that you yes. kind of see it throughout, but like that yes. whole book to me, brought up as I was reading it and studying it, the idea of, yes, I haven't experienced things in the way that Gomer had or as Angel had or Amanda, whatever you want to call her, but I think that we've all done things and like fought through things and God's redeemed us and then we turn around and do the very same thing that Mm -hmm. he, or we just lose our, you know, um, I don't want to say salvation, but we lose our um, ability to, to move forward with, with God and we turn to the very thing that he's mm-hmm. asked us to walk away from. And mm-hmm. I think that it's so interesting because, like, I think also, like, the first time she actually leaves, like, because I think about this because it's, like, technically three and a half times because the, the first time. But, like, the right. first time she actually leaves, she goes back to her old life for herself. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like <clears throat> she goes back for herself. When she leaves la- la- later on, it's for different reasons. Yeah, that's right. And so I feel like Absolutely. there's also growth and also like I I think it's also sometimes like the the principle in the Bible about the Israelites that when they're mad at God and they're in the desert and they feel like the life they have even though they get manna, they have water, all these things. They're like, "Yeah, but back in Egypt we had ex back yeah. in Egypt they yeah. were slaves. Back yeah. in paradise she was literally a sex slave." And I yeah. think that to her though in that moment when like also the realness cuz there's times where yeah. like also like God has called you to a new level and you have to to have more vulnerability and you have to be willing to walk on that thing that walk with him and I think that's when like what she experiences it's because when she actually realizes that loving she's starting to feel have feelings for Michael and that means vulnerability that yeah. she's never had to experience right. before because her right. exactly so like because of that I I think that that's where mm-hmm. like the chapter of, of, of Hosea and that's why I think like this book really does tell the story of Hosea in such yeah. a real way that you feel it like deep inside you and it, it, it was kind of in this part of the book too that I started to be less like because I feel like a lot of this up to this point you're just kind of like what's happening next and now you're like yeah. oh but how do they go from here yeah. because then you see yes. Michael's struggle of like the betrayal he feels and the anger he feels and the like all he's done is love her yeah even when she was unlovable and yes. even when she called him names and was mad at him and didn't want to do things and not even just like things that he wanted just like yeah wanted to die you know right I don't know so I feel like so there's like several kind of chapters in here that are basically it's just there's a lot of like her healing and growth. Her she healing shares and a growth. lot. Yes. After she's come back, yes, this there's time, a lot she shares of like a lot about her past. past. She, you know, she confides in him that <clears throat> what Duke was, yes, and and who he was, yes. and, and the 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 trauma and the pain that was inflicted on her. And that's a pretty big deal because yes, you for know, sure. she's opening up to him. She's opening up, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of. Things and there's some of her like kind of starting, I think, to hear God's voice. Yes, but, but then she doesn't know what that really is. Not really know yes. what that is. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. I had one thing in here before we get to the arrival of the Altmans. I think mm-hmm. there was one thing that I had a little bit of like a problem with that I wanted to what to talk to you guys. It's on page two twenty eight, um, and Michael is talking to um, Angel about. Um, the lineage of Christ, right? Yeah. 
Um, so he says, um, I don't remember fully the context of what happened right before, it's not really important, but he says, if Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary belonged, I think there might be a place for you. She says, I don't know a single one of those women. He says, Rahab was a prostitute. Ruth slept at the foot of a man she wasn't married to on a public threshing floor. Bathsheba was an adulteress. When she found she was pregnant, her lover plotted the murder of her husband. Pause. Okay. So what I wanted to ask, I technically, yes, right? That is all technically true. When I read the story of David and, David and Bathsheba, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about mm -hmm. this. We don't have to tangent off of this for too, too long yeah. because this could be a whole other thing. <laughs> My, like David is a king. Mm -hmm. David is a king and Bathsheba is a non-royal. Her husband is a, a soldier. General. Is he a general? He's a oh, okay. okay. King David's army. Okay, great. Uriah. So definitely, yes. Right? Yeah, you can see right. Madeline's face. She was like, general. Okay, right. So it wasn't like so she was important. She's yes. important. She has a very important husband. She has a very important and that husband. elevates her status. Yes, yes. But she is not. He's a king. Yes. Okay? So, how I have always read that story is he saw her bathing on the rooftop. Not the other way around. Right? He saw her bathing on the rooftop and was like, I want her. Did she have a choice? Did she have a choice? I don't know. And, and technically she might have. We don't know. But the way I've always seen that story is David literally, David had her husband killed. David had her husband killed. And then he married her. And then he married her. After though, after they had an affair. Yes. But my, okay. But again, in that, look, think of the, in the time frame. If a king comes to you and is like, hey. I saw you bathing on the roof. I want to have sex I with you. It's like, did, did she really have a choice to say no? We don't know. I have, a, I have a, I have always, that's always been translated as like, technically she might have had a choice, but it wasn't, I never have read that story and been like, oh, Bathsheba entered into an illicit affair with David. It was like, David took advantage of a situation. Well, I always felt that Dave, I mean, David, in that story, David is to blame. David yeah. is the one at fault. When I've read that story, yes. I've always, David's, I've always felt that it's too. David's sin, and I did not like not it how it said it sin. in that moment. Well, because because also too that that just bothered me. Yes. That's well, we don't have to talk about it too well, long. Because because I do, I always thought David now. too. Yeah. But I have heard messages. I'm not saying I agree with this. Where they said, "Oh, I'm sure there's messages out there." That Bathsheba <laughs> was tempting David by bathing on the roof. But I was like. And honestly, and she may honestly, been. we don't know we the don't situation. Know. It yes. could have been a situation where she knew her husband was there. Mm -hmm. The Bible we, describes yep. King David as very handsome. Yeah. And clearly. And very powerful. And very powerful. Obviously, he's a king. And she was yeah. like a beautiful woman. So she could have had a thing for David, knew her husband was going to be out of town, and put up a little show for him. That's true. She we could have. But also, very, very but also like, there's know. a big difference between putting on a show for I mean, in she order was, to, to, to seduce him. him. Yes. To seduce him. Yes. Yes. She's so, like, I know David goes up and stands on his rooftop and surveys his domain at this time. Oh. How wait, about this domain, David? Draw me a bath. Set it up. <laughs> Draw me a bath. Draw me a bath. I don't know. Bottom line is we don't, we know. don't, know, we don't but know. But it is um, kind of a weird way to I, yes. I do think, too, I wondered, though, if part of the reason why she did this, because I had that same thought. I was like, I've never heard of Bathsheba written this As way. Yes. I wonder if part of it was to show the show Amanda that like there are women in the Bible who have had redemption that like Rahab was a prostitute Ruth's like like these things like I think because the Bible like it has limited especially in the Old Testament 
like women in it. It's, yes. it's predominantly men. So yes. I'm, I was wondering if she did, if it was done intentionally through that lens in order to show. Like Michael just proving a point. Yes. Versus I, think, like, I so absolutely too. think so because listen to what he says about Mary. Mary became pregnant by someone other than With Mary. a capital S. She someone. was betrothed to Mary like, okay, Michael. It's like but, someone. But she could see through the power of the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It wasn't someone. It was just like, so let's not act as if this 14-year-old girl was, was sleeping around. Sleeping around. Exactly. Good Lord. Also, she okay. was the mother of... of Christ. No, 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 no. Well, okay, I think we can yes. all agree that yes. that little moment is yes. is 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 borderline sacrilegious. We're yes. not sure. We're not we don't sure. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, we don't know. We don't okay. Know. So <laughs> we'll say it's part of the story. Right along. Basically, right what along. happens next is the Altmans. Yes. yes. I have yes. very little to say about the Altmans. I kind of don't even really know why they're in the for, story. For the sake I of the time. Um, Madeline, do you want to just talk kind of what your thoughts are about the Altmans? Because I know that like we don't we we could spend a long time talking be about brief, them, but we won't. Be, be bright, be, be, be brief, be bright, be gone. Okay, that's it's called a red. red it's called a red. I'm not red, red at all. I am opposite of red. I am blue, but I can talk about the Altmans really quick. Yeah. Um. So basically, I think the purpose of the Altmans is they play. I think they play a pretty important role in her healing, in yes. Angel's overall uh-huh. healing, because. Um, if you think about it, like Miriam is pretty important in opening Angel up. Yes. Um, helping her learn to trust again. Mm-hmm. Um, helping her learn to really maybe her first friend ever mm-hmm. in her life. Yeah. True heart friend. That's probably true. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did have a little comment about this. I just feel like she gets better. Angel gets better as the book goes on. But I feel like in her her first impressions are just are so bad and I feel like these I feel like these people I mean they're all saints all of them are saints because (laughs) Angel meets all these people and and even later in the story uh well here with Elizabeth and Miriam I'm thinking about these two those two specifically but then later with um Joseph Hoschild's wife I can't remember her name Mm -hmm. um not so much with Susanna because at that point she's softened a lot more but she meets these people and she's like She's so rude. Like, yeah. She's so rude to these people. And I these people have to be saints because I feel like if this was me, I just and I was trying to be nice to somebody. Yeah, and you'd be like, like, I don't okay. need this. I'm not I don't need to you. this. I got my I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> also, like she tells the Haltmans pretty early on that she was a prostitute. Yeah, oh, like, very, quickly. Was, very, very quickly. It's like, hi, my yes. name's Amanda. Oh, by the way, I used to be a prostitute. Well, and honestly, for two like in her defense. Like, why would she, like, why she's would like, she hide I don't, want to, I don't want to hide this. Yeah, like, she's also like, it's going to be more awkward <laughs> yes, later yeah. on. But I but, would agree with Madeline. I think that the purpose of them too, because I, I think that the one thing that, that, that we all know is that uh, a well-rounded, redeemed um, mm-hmm. <laughs> individual who is really experiences love, it's not just a romantic love. It's not just a, right. an intimate Absolutely. love. And so I think that there was a part That's of it true. also, right. okay. the fact that like she had Miriam as a friend who could have been her. Because later on, she literally is like, she tells Michael, she's like, you should have been with Miriam. Why are you with me? And he's yeah. like, well, but I didn't. Like, I, I married you, I chose you, da-da-da. But, like, the very idea of, like, Miriam represents everything that she could have been had she not mm-hmm. been, been given the, the lot she has. Even, like, how her and, um, what's the littlest daughter, Ruthie? is Ruthie, yes. yes. And she, yeah. like, really bonds with her. And there's just moments where you see almost, like, 
her defenses softening, but not just about Michael, about people. Because I think mm-hmm. that she also, her entire life, it just, it just wasn't about men, but it was like her entire life was all about how people want things from you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everyone has an agenda, and everyone has something, and no I think one that... Can be exactly. And then I loved how, like, they didn't just, like, come and leave. They, like, stayed and, like, bought some of Michael's land and, and built a home. Built and they built their lives yes. around. And she yeah. got yes. to experience, yeah. like, that healing aspect of friendship well what it looks like true friendship true friendship because i think that there's something where true friendship and i've alluded i alluded or i talked about this in the first podcast that like morgan and i have been friends for 20 years and it's like the kind of thing where like true friendship is the kind of thing that you can experience on such a deep level that i think it's a way to see the character of god and i think that and so i think that that like there's something and not to say that madeline and i haven't been friends friends for years but we're a little bit older so, so I think that there's an idea where when you see that you're almost seeing glimpses of God's character in this yeah, and like you see true. it through the the child's up and there is a part I would understand Morgan how like there's a part of it that it feels like kind of mundane because it goes from like this like because also like when they meet the almonds he's doesn't he because she they went to the shop and they bought he bought her like clothes for the first time and mm-hmm. like you know um that are hers and he like helped her pick yeah. them out and he bought a stove and so he's like it's like a very good moment and then you're yeah. like oh this is so exciting and then all of a sudden like these other characters come in and you're like what's the purpose her and michael were finally starting to bridge a new gap after the betrayal yeah. and so but i i think it was to complete her picture yeah. of like That's the redemption true. of what it looks like to love others and to feel love for mothers because she's never felt love yeah. beyond Michael and, and her and her mother when she was very, very young. So um, so the next kind of the next note that I have for sure, but then also kind of the segue into the next um, bit is they've, you know, Altman's relationship building, yada yada, all that. So in chapter 28. Um, probably about midway through the chapter. What and, page do, um, does it start up for? Chapter 28. 365 is the page that I'm going Correct. off of, but that's about midway through the chapter. I don't... Oh, no, it's not. It's right as it starts. Okay. So it's 363 is when chapter 28 starts. Okay. So the thing that I have here is another... Um, it's it's a big plot point, um, but it is also another kind of nod to romance tropes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and that is the idea... That um, the all uh, what I have in my notes is the all important quote having a biological child unquote right so I think that that is something um, that I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with wanting to have a biological child I have two I love them I wanted them both very much but. I think that in a lot of romance novels, mm-hmm. that is something where it's like... It's a driving... It's no course. relationship could possibly be complete or content unless there is a biological child had by the two main characters. Ah, gotcha. Always. Always. So you're saying that's a romantic um, trope, not in just Christian fiction in general. I think it's I think it's in general. Yeah. You, you definitely heavily, heavily see it in and Christian this, fiction. I mean, this starts way back. I mean, it's... Yes. I mean, it's the reason she leaves the second time and the third time. It's yeah, it's really the driving factor. Yes, in the whole well, because at half this of the point, book. did she leave the second time? Or, no, she didn't leave the second time yet. No, this is in chapter twenty-eight with yeah. Paul. That's the second time, isn't it? No, that that's the first. That's the first. The real first time, time is the when she time? tries to leave. No, that's the half time. Oh, the first time is when she leaves with Paul. Yeah. The second time is when she leaves and she stays with Joseph Hochschild. Yes. The third oh. time she leaves and she goes to San Francisco. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
Yes. So there's four times. Well, the first time was a half time because she didn't really leave. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is already after the Joseph time. Yes. Because she gets brought back. Because that's when the this officers is, are still is, there. She's, and she's she about to leave leaves, for the final time. Yeah. She leaves, but like but when she leaves yes, for this. Yeah, yeah. I skipped, I, I yeah. skipped several. That, because there's that, a lot of other things to say. Okay. When she. Well, behind her, though. Oh, okay. I, I think that part of it is, I will say, the second time she leaves, I think it's truly, truly because she's starting to feel love for someone else for the first time in her life. Oh, because sure. Absolutely. I think that the Altman well, helped to. Isn't that where. Is it. Is it the second time she leaves whenever they have sex and she says his name? No, because, well, she she says his name other times, but that's... No, like, during sex. She says his name, and then it's like, whoa, too much, too much, too much. Isn't that right? Well, it scares her how much she loves him. Well, that's what I'm saying, but it, like, she feels Wait, something. Okay, I can't... Wait a second. I could have sworn that's what happened. Is this actually should have like because he asked he asked her to and she does and that's like a guard but he, down. He, he oh, does that oh, numerous okay. times. Here it is. Well, here she it is, does guys. it always. Not guys, sex. guys. Here it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. What page is it? Okay, on? it's on page two eighty five. This is their sex scene right before she leaves for the second time. It's right before the right final. before she leaves for the second time. Yes. So that's what I said. That's yes. what I just said. Oh my god. But That's she doesn't say. Hey, you were his, right, okay? <laughs> she doesn't say his name. Oh, okay. What happens is <gasps> he makes her uh, the Michael smiled. He said, "You're crying." She said, "I am." She touched her cheek and found a single tear. Don't look at me like that. He said, "It's a good sign." And when Michael awakened in the morning, Angel discovered. Well, because because right. this is okay. when he makes her the wind chimes. Because oh, cool. she tells him about the childhood oh, memory. So it was so sweet. Yes. And then she okay. literally, so he he gives her the wind chimes. She's so moved, and she literally says, "I love." In, in, in her head, she literally goes, "I love you, Michael Hosea. I love you so much. I'm dying of it." Yes. She doesn't say it to him. Right. So like she doesn't right. say his okay. name. Okay. But okay. the idea okay. is she actually right. all right. of her defenses are actually down. So she leaves. And also, yes, I will say that this time when she she doesn't go back into her old business she, she literally does. becomes store no. clerk yes that's right with joseph and mm-hmm. he's like this real good guy who like has he a wife kn- now he knows michael yes like, yes yes they're buds and but I i'm love- saying like, like he doesn't miss mm-hmm. he actually no he's a nice guy yes. and i love I think and he's, he's married also this time because before mm-hmm. he wasn't yes that's i right. love i think it's in chapter 21 right before she leaves again um i love it i can't remember exactly where it is but basically she's talking about how much she loves him and she says his dreams were becoming her dreams. Mm, yeah. Wow. And I just thought that was like such a really beautiful good. way to. Because before, let's think about the fact that like at the very beginning of the book, literally Lucky says something about OG of dreams for the future, and she's like, "No, I don't think about the future. Like, no. I don't think about the past. I don't even think about the now." She's like, or I think about what she's is like, now no, or something. There's no past. Future. There's no future. There's only You're, now. now. Yeah. yeah, and and so I think for her, mm-hmm. it really scared her, and that's why she left again because yeah. all of a sudden okay. everything yes. that she had. Yeah. like locked into in her life yes and like what she knew the control the reason why she doesn't yes. all those things is now down because now she actually loves someone and i think a big part of why she loved michael the way she did is because of the altmans and because they showed her yeah. family and love and yeah, friendship that's true in a way that wasn't at all self-serving and wasn't sexual you okay. know i'm gonna say this okay. one final thing about the altmans ready okay yes we're, we're clearly big fans of Alan and I. <laughs> okay, I but just this was, is kind of this like... Is, okay, but this I just is like a, skim This is an eye roll thing. thing. Because, oh, listen. Okay. Obviously, Francie Rivers, in all of her wisdom, is setting up this lovely story and where we think Miriam is in love with Michael. She's oh, really please. been in love with Paul. Listen. 
Listen to me. I have this written down. Miriam too. is so annoying to me in these couple of chapters because yes. I know she's not in love with Michael. I know she's in love with Paul. But what does she do to another man's wife? Wait. Another, another woman's, woman's husband. <laughs> <laughs> what does she do to another woman's husband? She goes A in for comfort. Man, mm-hmm. She talks with him one on one. Yes. And then she'll give she him hugs. She takes his arm. She kisses his cheek. I'm like, the audacity of you. The audacity of you. Also, you act so innocent and pure, but like, also, and then like, how about when Miriam talk, or not, when uh, Angel Angel talks to her mother and is like, yeah, I think um, Miriam loves Michael. And her mom's like, oh, she only looks at him as a brother. It's like, I want to slap that woman. First of all, Elizabeth, first First of all, did you not teach her? And I knew she wasn't in love with Michael like that. I knew she was in love with Paul. But here's what's so annoying to me is like this good Christian, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. If I was unmarried and and I had like a relationship with this couple, mm-hmm. I would not seek his confidence by myself one on one. I would not kiss him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. I would not take his arm. The in audacity. Like, also, oh like, my gosh. As a guard your heart, Miriam. Guard your heart. <laughs> also, so, I will say, as someone who is um, unmarried and a Christian, I would never in a million years ever do that. That's wild to me. Also, like, can you imagine, like, taking, not even going to um, Angel for something, going to Mike, like, literally, how about the time she comes up to um, them and says, Hi, you talk to you, and pulls Michael away from Angel. And yes. then Angel's dealing with this 100%. because now she's, like, start having jealousy for the first time in her life. And Michael's yes. like, Don't worry. And then she goes, we should find her a husband. And Michael's like, she's too young for that. Also, the fact that, like, uh, right, like honestly, like, I get it. Like, Angel would have been super mad if Mary, if she found out that Miriam was in love with Paul because she was not right. okay with Paul that yes. time. But, like, as, also, as, as a married woman with a husband, like, there's no way in, there's no actual way that... My husband would go have a one-on-one meeting with a young girl and then not tell me what the meeting was about. Oh my god! I I would, I would literally, I would literally, like I, (laughs) I know, right? I can't. Also, she's like, she will tell me everything that came out of that woman's mouth. And I'm sorry. You will not leave my side for the next three days. And if I ever see you walking anywhere near her Okay, again, I'm glad it's not just me. Because no. that whole, it that seems, whole thing it was seems so unre- unrealistic. Well, I, I just, the thing that I struggle with is it fell out of character for, like, the role of the Altmans, too, in the story. Is I was just struggling with the idea of, like... I think it was supposed to show her naivete. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, it yeah, definitely did. For sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, like, for me, when I was reading it, like, because I, I was very, like, I was so, I, I love the, the the family I thought they really brought like so much yeah. like you mentioned earlier but like I was just so confused as to why all of a sudden do you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. absolutely well anyways that was my um, last bit about the, the other the other thing <laughs> that I have about written, the uh it's about Miriam a little bit very very short also so, again, like her so, and Paul deserve each other is that well what you're no but oh here, I, I do have something about Miriam and Paul but listen listen okay so first of all when I said the thing about the biological children we technically did not say that. Angel reveals to Michael that she cannot have children. But she reveals that oh, before. Oh, we didn't say that. You're right. Well, yes, but the, the it, it gets revealed. It doesn't yes, matter because the of the timeline. Like what it's happened there. In, in her childhood. Yes. So she, there was an operation, which yikes on bikes. Oh think about gosh. an 1850s era oh operation. Gosh. I don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she had gotten pregnant when she was with Duke. Malt twice. Twice. And then both times um, he had forced her to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then the on the time. second time, he was like, a doctor's coming in and fixing this so this never happens again. So she had had that's some awesome. sort of opportunity. So she couldn't have children, and that has been weighing on her. So that's why, like, the importance of having the biological child, that's why that comes up. Because that's why she leaves I the third can never, time. I can never the get third official time. The third time. Because right? she yes. realized he, he wants kids, and she wants to give him kids. And she literally at one point tells him, I wish I came to you whole. Because now she, like, yes. really loves him at that point, And now she really understands that, that like, he she can't give him, not because of her... Um, like not because of the life she was in but because of what happened to her she mm-hmm. can't give him the life that he yes. wants so then she leaves yes. she writes a note she writes a note to miriam doesn't in yes in the book right before she leaves she writes a note and takes off her wedding ring no she doesn't do that Mm-mm. she oh. get, she takes off her wedding ring though i thought she gives it the wedding ring to miriam no she doesn't that's Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up. Swirl because movie, because the only reason I remember that when I watched that in the movie, we won't talk about that okay. very much, is because she didn't know how to read at this point. So I was like, that's uh, not accurate. Okay, but because okay, okay. she doesn't learn how to read until she's in San Francisco. Okay. Remember? Yes. So anyways, moving right along. So she does give she, her wedding ring, though. Okay. She does give it to Miriam as she's getting onto the stage okay. coach. Yes. That's, that's but she I doesn't write a letter. Anyways. She doesn't write a letter. Okay. She just tells so, her. And Michael decides he's not going after her this time. Yes. So she leaves. Miriam runs to Michael and is like, oh my gosh, you have to go after her. And he's like, no. This has to be her choice. She has yes. to want to come back. And yes. also, we should say, at this point, she has started to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes, 100%. She doesn't yes. know what it is. Though, she doesn't know what it is, but yes. she's heard the audible voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so we know that she... She, that she is, feels the calling of that. Uh-huh. And That's, also, too, I will say, she's not leaving for her old life. Exactly. Okay. Let's, she is literally leaving because she can't give Michael children. Yes, she she and feels it's, it's like, sacrificial. She feels like she she does he deserves someone. She actually thinks that he should be with Miriam. Right. And yes. so she tries to she thinks that if she leaves him, gives back her wedding ring, basically ends their marriage for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. She thinks she's doing it for him. Yes. But in reality, it is still a selfish Oh, 100%. Move. Right. Yes. Okay, yes. So moving on. Here she we goes go. to San we Francisco. Gotta, gotta She's like, thing. what can I do? She eats at this cafe. It's like, your cooking sucks. You I know how to cook. You yeah. need a new chef. Which I know how to cook. Which the Holy Spirit told her to go into this cafe. So it was, it's been, yes. her steps are being ordained. Yes. Um, so anyway, so the guy's like, great. She starts. She starts cooking. She, she starts cooking. He yes. pays her, and she works, and she lives. And she seems kind of happy in the little mm-hmm. room out off the kitchen and with that really good nice, lock on it. Well. He says yeah. he treats mm-hmm. her really well. Yes. He treats her like a sister. Then that that place burns to the ground. It burns to and when it's the burning, ground. guess who when rolls up? When she's cleaning the rubble, literally from cleaning the, fire, the rubble, which okay. is like a okay. metaphor. Can we talk about the fact that this. she's cleaning rubble? You guys, I got this. Okay, literally digging through rubble. Digging through rubble is like a metaphor for life. Guess who shows up? Hello, Angel. It's been a long, long time. Whoa. Her heart stopped. She had to be imagining that deep voice. She raised her head slowly, heart pounding, her face dripping wet. Duke stood before her, his mouth curved in a deadly smile. I hate that. Right? So Duke freaking finds her and then takes her back. Takes her back. Takes her back to his place. Like, and, and he's like, I will he's say like, that you, the restaurant owner tried to like stop it, and he was like, No, we're old friend, Duke's yeah. sister. Well, because we're Duke friends. and Duke tells Angel, like, if you resist, he, this guy's gonna die. I will kill him. And yeah, she and knows she he knows, will. She I knows know, he will she's seen him kill, literally seen him kill people before. Okay, moving along. Like, it's Let's, nothing. Come on, people, we gotta keep it moving. Okay, okay. <laughs> so she goes. He's like, All that we're not gonna go into details of Duke and Angel's interactions because it's all awful. So he takes her. <laughs> Basically, he's like, oh, it's been so long, blah, blah, blah. Now you're back here. You're going to work for me again. 
And then she, of course, there's young girls. There are young eight-year-old, seven-year-old girls in this place mm-hmm. that he is using in the same way that he used well, her. Well, there's the one. The, there's oh, the one oh, girl, and then the girl who's and a little then bit older, Cherry. Like She's like 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Not any better. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Angel knows that, and immediately she is just like, what can I do? She's feeling so dejected and in despair. And she's there's literally starting people. to have these dreams at night. Yes where she, yes. Jesus Christ is literally yes. like calling out to her in yes. her dreams oh at night. And it's but very powerful. But she doesn't powerful. know what yes. to do with it and she's so lost. And yes. now she feels like after everything, now she's back where she started. Yeah. Okay. So then there's, um, so yeah, so she's dealing with that. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, okay. So there's, and it keeps going back and forth between her interactions and then what? Paul and Paul Miriam. and Miriam. Okay, which, so here's I have a little bit to say um, about this. I don't think we should spend a ton of time. Before you dive into that, can I say one thing? Yes. The one thing interesting that I felt is that b- before she left Michael the last time here, I think that one thing she was doing instead of viewing God as her savior, she was viewing Michael as her savior. 100%. Right. And yes. so I think because even like at certain points when she's like really upset that she's back with Duke, she literally like prays to mm-hmm. Michael. Oh Michael, I'm weak. I'm so weak. I I was. I was right to leave you. Look at me stuffing. Like she's literally, because yeah. that, that's when she's like indulging in the Duke's food in, on page 394. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I think that there's a part of it that she actually, like in order to act, truly yes. be redeemed, Michael helped and was like the catalyst for what love and redemption looked like. But for her, it couldn't be about Michael. Just like any him. of us. You be, yeah. Because you, you can't put all your emphasis yeah. on a person who's human showing you like actually being your God. And I think right. she was treating him as her God yeah. and savior. And then Michael yeah. has that whole conversation with God yeah. Yeah. about, um, you know, he's, he's like, you shall have no other gods before me. He's like, how dare you? I never worshiped anyone, but you, I, like, she was never my God. And then Jesus said to him, but you were hers. Yeah. That's just like so profound of like the idea of like how it's tied in. Cause I also will say overall, one thing I really liked about this book is like the way that God and like the Holy Spirit talking is woven mm-hmm. in. It feels very yes. natural. There yes. are some books where I feel like Christian forced. fiction, it yeah. feels forced or like all of a sudden there'll be a Bible verse and you'll be like, this is too this much. Is so strange. <laughs> yeah. So no one like, thinks this way. Well, yeah. But I think that it felt so real because it showed it how did. like the human experience of knowing God and mm-hmm. also finding God. And I think right. that was such a beautiful thing yeah. throughout this book. Okay, okay sorry. Agree, now you can talk about... Totally yes. agree. Now you can talk about Paul Miriam. So, super quick, because we don't have a lot of time. But... Well, so, mainly because we don't want these podcasts to be an hour and a half. And you. also, my phone's best bad. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so anyways, so... Paul and Miriam. So Miriam does the whole, like, Ruth Boaz situation. And she's like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Paul keeps, like, she just keeps, like, going after Paul. Like, doesn't he understand? I know he loves me. She says, I know he loves me and I love him. Blah, blah, blah. But she does this whole thing. It annoys me. But the thing that I have written when here she is. she shows up in his house when he's sleeping and he's like, ah, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, if, here's the thing. If roles were reversed. Yikes. 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 Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. What, anyway, what, what? so I have here instant love between Miriam and Paul. I think it's extremely unbelievable. Did you say instant love? Insta love yeah. is what I said. I agree. Insta yes. love. So it's love. I think it's extremely unbelievable. Miriam knows nothing about Paul's past. She it's knows he, nothing it, about it him. Seems super, super she knows that he, has, that he had a, he, an ex or a, that, uh, what, That's it. Like, that's all yes. she knows. But she doesn't know anything because he hasn't revealed anything of himself. So she's like, I'm in love with him. You're in love with what? This husk of a man? Like, you don't know anything about also, him. Also, I mean, to be fair, he was the only man around. Exactly. And then Paul. Of course you're in love with him. And then Paul, he's like 
27 and she's 16. Six. Ugh, gross. But, but, okay. But also, okay, guys, we have to move on. Okay. Also, wait, okay. can I just say one thing? Although, to be fair, the time she was, she literally says at one point, "I'm getting older." Like, basically, at that time, it was very common to be married. No, right? no, no or that's that I understand. I still hate it. Also, here, here's the other note that I have in this. I promise you, this will be the last. I don't Thank promise. No, you I don't, don't promise anything. I don't promise you anything. I said, I wrote in my notes. Why does Paul get anything good in his life? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't, I do, I freaking hate Paul. I don't think he is redeemed at all in this story. I'll just go ahead and Even say Even at it. the end? Correct. I don't think so. I don't care. I was mad. I was like, I I really, I literally wanted Paul to fall off Facebook cliff. I don't care. I thought it was bad. I, Miriam deserved better. Paul should have died. That would have oh been a better gosh. story. Well, Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So, the Duke is like, Angel, go up and... He dresses her up. Right. He's gonna present her to his this crowd of people as his his finest prostitute, right? So she's all dressed up. She gets up on stage and she is supposed to sing. No. Yeah, he wants her she, to sing. No, God tells her to sing. No, I thought I thought that he told her to sing what song and the only song she knew was No, a man uh, somebody in the back says, Sing us something. Like oh, she's yeah. just up there. And then she's like, I don't know what to do. And she hears the voice of God again. Yes, she's been hearing the Holy Spirit and yeah. it says, Sing beloved. And so she starts singing, and a song comes out of her. She doesn't even know what she's singing. It's a song that she heard Michael sing. That she doesn't even know what it is. And she just starts singing, and the whole room quiets. Because what she starts singing, isn't it? It's Rock, Rock of Ages, Ages right? Yeah. It's a hymn. And it's Rock of Ages. And, of course, everyone knows that hymn, especially at that time. But, like, she just starts singing. And, like, it's like the power of God freaking falls in this room. And... I and there's love a, this scene. It's so, so powerful. It's so good. Where there's this banker the, the banker in the back of the who bar. is who is actually the most powerful man in the city because he's the wealthiest man in the and city. And the Holy Spirit had told him to just walk. The Holy in. Spirit had told him to walk into that bar. He didn't spend time there. He didn't. He was a good guy, a family man. He, he didn't, didn't go. He didn't drink. He felt he didn't, compelled. But he yeah. walked in there. His wife even asked him that later. So what why were you there? <laughs> so he he walked in, heard that, and immediately knew that this person was someone he was supposed to help. So and he starts singing with her he starts singing that's right oh my god i literally have goosebumps right now i love this scene so much and so then like so she's like looking into these people's eyes singing the holy spirit's like falling on the freaking room and so then she walks well, and, and she literally at one point yells why are you all here she cried out with yes. tears why aren't you home with your wives and children your mothers and sisters don't you know what this place is don't you know who you are and at that point duke's like comes yes. and yanks her off stage but and he's like i got the attention of everybody in that room. yes and then he says what made you do a stupid thing like that and she says god i think <laughs> i love that and so then because then she said she felt jubilation and the presence of a power yes. so immense she was immense she was trembling so she put duke and wasn't afraid of him anymore and duke goes to hit her in the face and at that moment the banker walks back and he says if you lay a hand on that woman Ooh. i'll see you hanged and like and the guy's like and the guy knows who duke knows who he is of immediately course, he's because the he's the most powerful man in the town, in the town. and so duke le duke's like yikes and she doesn't she grab does she grab the key from around his neck at that point? What happened? She said oh, yeah, she said to his yes crony, when Duke, give me the, yeah, keys. the keys. Oh yes, that's right. And then he didn't. When Duke didn't give it to her, she, she ripped, ripped his shirt open. The and front open of his it. shirt and grabbed a chain and broke it. He stared in shock, sweat pouring down his temple. She looked back 
in the eyes, you can't have her because she was talking about redeeming, like yes. taking the, ch- the, yes, the, the little the girls little with girl. her. So, so the so, banker... And then she tells him to burn in hell, which is... Which is just the honestly, piece de resistance. Yes. Which is like what he should do. Yes. Well, and so but, then, so she well, goes, I'm, she rescues, she not, rescues, well, she rescues <laughs> these two girls. Right. She rescues Cherry and she rescues the other little girl. Well, Faith. 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 Okay. So she is, she literally picks up Faith and they walk back out through the bar, through the bar, like right. through where all the people are. And one of the guys, somebody looks at her and says, why are there, why, why are there little kids here? Why, why did, why are little, what are little kids doing here? And then she looks at, this is again, my most favorite part. She looks at that guy right now and she says, why do you think? And then just walks out. And then and at that all moment, hell breaks loose in that place and people are rioting and, and they are And they freaking string Duke up. Because literally, sure. they, like, they, they catch say, him why would he have dead. a little one yes, like that in this That's place. what it is. And exactly. then she says, why do you think? And so then, then anyway, it leads so you to believe that's because the end of Duke, Joseph, obviously. isn't it's his name Joseph? Wait, no, Jonathan. John. Jonathan um, is his name. And it he, Jonathan makes you believe that he's like, if Duke was anywhere yes. in sight, like, he's not yeah. alive anymore. So then, so then he takes them back to his home. He's this wealthy, prominent banker. He takes them back to his home to basically kind of... Um, heal and figure out what to do next right so then let's keep it moving angel <laughs> decides he has a daughter angel susanna, they become good friends yes angel partners with susanna and they open basically a school halfway slash house. a halfway house for women who are in prostitution and who want a way out well and in part because or angel in realized that because of what she learned through michael she was mm-hmm. able to get a job yes, a, yes. a legitimate job at the cafe before it burned down and also she, now in san francisco mm-hmm. to your earlier comment alan she learns how to read and so she realizes how much right. most of these women who are put in these situations aren't given that opportunity yes. right. exactly. and so her yes. whole goal is because because she has this epiphany because she's after she kind of because she had really found the lord honestly before she went out on stage and sang to him mm-hmm. and she really has kind of that profound salvation moment and then yes. she literally is walking around because she just feels called to go to the wharf and like see and so she feels yes. like she and she ends up talking to the one prostitute and like having whole conversation and so i think she really has this moment where it's like a full circle for her of like she got out mm-hmm. and like can she help others get yes, out? you know exactly. yeah exactly so open up this thing her and suzanne are doing it fast forward a little bit paul does he come to town looking for her yes is yes. he looking for her because okay. Miriam's pregnant Miriam's pregnant and, and miriam's right. like very Mary. upset and she's like yes. you need to find her yes so at so this, it's at been three years book, also yes. we should say three it's years it's been okay. three years okay. since Great. she left michael okay for the so last paul time. finds her spoiler alert he finds her first he sees her and <laughs> this he's whole like is a spoiler <laughs> what well i mean this is this is the point of this so okay so he finds her, and originally he has like immediately a negative thought, like, "Oh look, what is Cause she?" Because she, he sees her outside she, yes. of the halfway house slash boarding house and teaching home for these women, yes. and he's like, "Oh, here she she's is again. Now she's the place. madam. She's yeah, running yeah, yeah. place." And he goes in, figures out what's actually going on, and then immediately like breaks. Well, yeah. but also the the thing that I thought was like crazy was how like, um. He talks about um, how he, like, when he, as he's, like, breaking down, she, because Angel's, like, very different. Like, her temperament, she looks different. Yes. She's, like, clearly very, like, redeemed by God's love. Yes. And so she, I know I keep saying the word redeemed, so apologies. But um, the, um, 
she thinks Michael and Miriam are married because he says that Miriam is pregnant. And yes. so she's like, So oh. she immediately assumes. Yeah. Yes. She's like, oh, thank goodness. Well, you know, Michael must be so happy. Doesn't she say that? Michael yeah. must be happy. And Paul's like, oh, yeah, he's pretty happy. Because <laughs> he still kind of hates her, like, so, throughout this. And when when he realizes that Miriam, because he says, Miriam is my wife, not Michael's. And she drew back stunned. Yours? Yes, my, I don't understand. She said, Shakely, mm-hmm. how could she be her, her wife? Or your wife. And then he literally goes, Angel, Michael's still waiting for you to come home. Yes. And, yeah, I don't, I think Paul, his moment is in this scene when he realizes why she left mm-hmm. in the first place. Because she tells him. In, the, in for that last time. Yes. She, yeah. She left because she, can't she have was, kids. she, I mean, there was part yeah. of it that was selfish, but then it, it wasn't yeah. later on. It, later on, it was just yeah. a sacrifice. And Paul and Paul has that thought where, like, she knew something about love that he didn't know. And that was sacrifice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what it means to lay down things for somebody that you love. Mm-hmm. I think he has his moment there. And I don't know if he is fully redeemed as a character or not. But I do think that... I, I like the way that Francine Rivers ended his storyline mm-hmm. because I think I think that, you know, not everybody like there's people who are gonna relate to Paul's mm-hmm. story of redemption more than they're gonna relate to Angel's right. story of yeah. redemption. Yeah. And they dealt with two very different things. That's true. And very much. and they both had to learn to forgive themselves mm-hmm. and like walking that yeah. Because all that bitterness that Paul was carrying the betrayal, was, yeah. was really was his own self-righteousness, his own yes. self-loathing, mm-hmm. his yes. own inability to forgive himself and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do appreciate the way she ended his storyline because I feel like it gave you hope that mm-hmm. Paul was able to come to some kind of peace. And it never, it never gives you an idea that Paul has a relationship with Christ. Yeah. So there, there, the, the redemption may seem kind of like lacking there because yeah. we never... We don't know. Angel yeah. clearly has yes. a moment where she literally <laughs> walks to the front of the church and accepts Jesus yes. as yes. her Savior. Paul doesn't have that moment. We don't actually know what his relationship with Christ is like. So maybe there, there, there could still be holes yeah. that need yeah. to be filled. For sure. But I, I liked the way how she tied that. I mean, I didn't love, I don't love the character of Paul. No. But no. I liked the way that she ended that. Because well, it yes. felt because like And he was, was a necessary character, I think, She yes. was making steps to his yes. own healing as well. Yes. Well, and even on page 449, it says, the torment and rift between Paul and Michael had grown wider, not because Michael couldn't forgive, but because Paul couldn't forgive himself. Yeah. And so, so I, I think also she realizes that in that conversation with Paul, it, it brings healing to her too, because that was like the final piece of her life at the homestead there right. that really, you know, couldn't, yeah. she couldn't, because it was the only thing that, that she couldn't like, when she saw Paul, she couldn't run from her past. When yeah. she saw Michael, she just saw her future. Yeah. When she saw the Altman, she also saw her future, but she couldn't, with Paul, it was like she was constantly reminded of the betrayal. And yeah. so I think for both of them, I love, 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 I'm, again, I'm not a, a fan of Paul, but throughout the book, but I do think I loved how Francine brought him into Whoops, I just like first named her as if like I'm like, I know, I wish. Um, no, but I, I love that she brought him um, 
that Paul was the one who brought who, Yeah. Because to me, it also showed how redemption can look different in different people's shoes and different people. Like, Because yeah. Paul also needed, in order to be a dad to Miriam's child and really right. love Miriam, he needed to let go of the bitterness and let go of the betrayal that he that Michael wasn't even holding against him. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Michael literally not just like in that like he had moved on like he right, yeah. like he had forgiven him long ago and it wasn't right. and so I, I think i really liked that because it showed that element of it but so the okay. ending was beautiful <laughs> yes. i thought um yeah so she she decides paul gives her like hey i'm leaving at this time you can come and then you she can, tells Susanna to run the house yes and she literally and she says, decides to go back on page paul. 455 but why where are you going this is Susanna talking Home, Angel said. I'm going home. So she goes back with Paul, and they get back to the valley, and she yep. waltzes up onto Michael's land, mm -hmm. and, he's and he's out there plowing. He's out there plowing his field. Oh. Yes, it's really good. And she has this metaphorical moment that almost seems kind of silly, but if I was there, it probably wouldn't have seemed silly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. This, it's still a beautiful metaphor of yeah. her. She starts disrobing, and it's... The commentary that Rivers is making is like she's taking off the bitterness once and yes, for all. She's she taking off the shame once and for all. She's taking yes. off the past once and for all. She's taking off the chains of bondage uh -huh. once and for all. And she's just free, finally. She's free. Yeah. She's free because of Christ. And she's free to love fully now. Yes. yes. And she's also not thinking that Michael is the reason why she's free. Right. Yes. It's because of Christ. And I, yes. so I looked up. So in the ending, as she comes to Michael, and also, like, I love the fact that, like, in this, he doesn't, like, turn around and sprint. Like, she fully yes. walks to him and removes yes. the past, removes the hurt, removes the... Because she's yes. also experienced redemption with, because of Michael, but not not in like not with Michael like it's it's its own separate yes. thing of her own. just like yes. all of us have to like people in Absolutely. our lives can be catalysts but we have to be the yes. ones to experience that right. love and that redemption yes. in for ourselves but I will say so I looked up the meaning Sarah and I know that we know the the name Sarah because she reveals to him yes oh that's that right point, she tells him in that, that her name is Sarah and that's the first time that she has told uh, anyone anyone that anyone so in um uh Sarah can mean joy or delight it also can, in Hebrew, means woman of high rank, or if it's simply um, translated as princess. And I yes. feel like, to me, that was a full circle moment mm -hmm. because of the way that, like, she was treated as a child. People, like, called her that, and it wasn't real, you know? Yeah. And the idea of high rank wasn't about, like, a stature in society. It was literally about, like, her her ranking as she's come full circle, you know? And, and also, also stepping into like, her place of, of daughter of the king. A hundred percent. And also, like joy or delight because I think that she lived her entire life without delight yeah. and without joy and it was such darkness yeah. and I feel like for me some people I think that at the ending it feels very random and like why is she stripping off her clothes if she's now all of a sudden redeemed she's not a prostitute anymore but I think that a lot of it was because like Madeline said it's literally a moment for all of us when we've walked into churches or walked mm -hmm. into meetings or even in our cars or wherever it has been and we've had to remove things that have held on to us and that boxed us in like like the shame, the bitterness, whatever it is. Yeah. And when we experience God's love in a real way and profoundly, that that is what it can feel like, you know, yeah. where you are removing things that, although I would not say that clothes can weigh you down, but I think it's the mm -hmm. metaphor. It can be right. yeah. 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 <laughs> of, of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, so, um, it's a pretty good book, It was guys. really, really good, really powerful. Wow. Um, 
We had a lot recommend. of things to say about we this had a book. Lot of things to say. Also, like, <laughs> yikes. So, not yikes. Um, no, this is why a, we did this. A, you're right. In a good this way. This is why in we did this. Way. Yes. Oh. Also, if you're listening here to this moment of the podcast, we'd like to say thank you for listening yes. to our part two series of Redeeming Love. For sticking with us yes. for this long. Also, um, if you want to read along with us, um, our next book that we're going to be reading and discussing together is. Yes. Plot Twist by Bethany Turner. Um, it's a very different feeling, different vibe, different feeling. And and we wanted to. to none of us have yes. read it, yes. so we're it's only coming exciting. to it yes. fresh. So yeah. read along with us um, if you want, and then join the discussion next time. Yeah, thank you so much Thanks for listening. Guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit! lit.